Amelia, Sarah, today I was looking up quotes from Jesus and just trying to like get some facts together for this and I came across an article uh, on a Christian website and it was called, Why Did Jesus Make So Much Wine? <laughs> That's a good question. Why couldn't it be like Kahlua? <laughs> I think, I don't think the objection was that he made only wine. I think the, it was reading, it's like, he made like, you know, like a rain barrel, like a barrel. Mm -hmm. He made like six of those of wine. Oh my God. For one wedding with like 40 people. Wow. Did Jesus commit murder via <laughs> alcohol poisoning? <laughs> the article said it was like about like bounty, but I think it's because Jesus had like wanted to get white girl wasted. Oh my God. Okay. It really raises a lot more questions of like, could Jesus turn water into tequila? Could Jesus turn Did water- Did he do that at any point? Could he turn water into non-alcoholic substances? Has he even tried? Jesus, do you have a problem? Jesus, can't you just turn water into more drinkable water? It's the year zero. I assume there's shit in it. God. I mean, yes. Yes, absolutely. Also, it's technically the year three at the very earliest. <laughs> no, it's the year negative three. Oh my god. Whatever! Whatever! I don't care! I don't care! I don't care! I don't care! I literally don't care! This is so stupid! I'm really angry right now. I'm genuinely angry. I hate dates. Yeah. I hate numbers. Math is dumb. If you like, you can use the Jewish calendar, which I think is on the year like 5,000 or something right now. But then I'd have to learn even more things, Sarah. It, learning the things that I already learned did not go well for me. <laughs> You'll just continue to base it around this arbitrary point we decided Jesus is sort of born. Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And that's the philosophy here at Jesus Pete, where we discuss Christian media. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying a good segue. Uh, we discuss Christian media and the thoughts behind it. And today, we're doing a wrap-up of Jesus Christ Superstar. So sad to be leaving this behind. So sad. We've watched a lot of productions of Jesus Christ Superstar. We've watched more times. productions of Jesus Christ Superstar than a month ago I was aware existed. My exposure to... I think I just had a stroke just while speaking in tongues. <laughs> while trying to contemplate the massive amount of Jesus Christ Superstar that I have consumed, I was literally unable to hold it all in my mind at once. My exposure to Jesus Christ Superstar has been exponential. I have changed. Yes, really changed. Because <laughs> I know lyrics from those songs now. What happened to me? I think the most telling example of how much you've changed is that earlier today you saw the Spanish name for Jesus Christ Superstar. Would you like to say it? Jesucristo Superestrella. I love that so much. It's... Well, say it. Say what you're gonna say. It's so much cooler than the title Jesus Christ Superstar and undeniably true, as always. But you said, and I quote, it's so much more interesting. <laughs> you have become, you've become numb to the phrase Jesus Christ Superstar, which used to literally stop you in your tracks, stop our conversation flat, as you just went, that's a bad title. I, yeah, it's literally true, and it's so funny, because I forgot that that was ever a holdup for me. I forgot that I was like, Jesus Christ Superstar? What does that even mean? It takes place in the year whatever? It takes place back in ye old days, but he's a superstar, and they say, JC? What the fuck? We don't have a swear jar this episode. <laughs> Ball sack. That one's for free. Yeah. 
We just wrapped up doing a literal whole mini-episode on the 2000 version, because we had too many thoughts. But in addition to that, we rewatched 1973, we watched a live version, we watched a bit of a snuff film on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, saw a bit of a high school production. I which was the snuff film in question. We didn't just get sucked into a dark <laughs> void in YouTube. You know, the recommended videos you just keep clicking through, and then you're like, oh wow, <laughs> that person's dead now. I checked out. They literally killed a person in this in this production of Jesus Christ Superstar. I checked. I checked out the uh, 2012 version a couple weeks ago. Uh, Judas appears to be auto-tuned in that one. Really? Yeah, it's weird. There's oh. like, this is one thing I've really taken from watching this, watching the three complete productions, two of them twice, and then just a smorgasbord of YouTube clips. It's that there's no guarantee Judas is going to be good. <laughs> Which is, again, kind of crazy, because he's like the one character who really has to be good for the musical to work. <laughs> Also throwing this out there, uh, if we're going to consider versions of Jesus Christ Superstar we've seen, I have seen it on stage twice. Right, and I'm always blown away by that. Back to back, by accident, because I was in middle school and my friend was like, you like Jesus Christ Superstar, they're, they're at Wolf Trap, come with us. And I was like, okay. And I went, and then I came home and I was like, mom, I saw Jesus Christ Superstar. She's like, cool, we're going to see it tomorrow. Oh my god. So the next night I went back to Wolf Trap and I saw it again from a different location. Was it? I mean, how honestly, how was it seeing it so in such short succession? I feel bad because there's only one thing that I remember, and it is Ted Neely. Ted Neely of the movie. He was still doing it. I liked him. He did a good job singing. Just say the mean thing that you're trying to say, Sarah. <laughs> All I remember is mom leaning over to me during the whipping scene and her being like, does, she ha does he have to do a different expression every single time he gets whipped? And that's just it. That's all I remember. Also, her leaning over to me and being like, he's just so old. Oh my god. It's like, Mom, please, I'm trying to watch. And she's like, you saw it last night. He's very old. I love how she's like, you see. You see it. He's old, Sarah. He's old. You're I a child. You should know. I'm worried for him. Really? I think she she was literally worried for him. Oh I was God. also, because he's kind of Your like, mom was hoping for Jesus Christ Superstar, the snuff film. <laughs> no, she was dreading Jesus Christ Superstar, the snuff film. Sometimes people think about the prospect of death, and it's not expectation they're feeling, Amelia. Sometimes they're just like, hope they don't die. Can't relate. <laughs> So, we've we've experienced a lot of Jesus Christ Superstar over your lifetime and my previous two months. Also, I've listened to the concept album back to front, back and back and back, and I've listened to the London tour. Okay, we get it. You're like a Jesus Christ Super Estrella. I can't Say the of, whole thing in Spanish. I can't think of the word that I'm trying to say in English. <laughs> Fan? I guess. Expert? Maestro. Ooh! Yes. Yes, I am the Jesus Cristo Super Estrella Maestro. Oh my god. Is that correct? <laughs> no, Sarah was not correct. Well. Listen, I'm going to say that neither of us are probably very correct, but you are less correct than me. I am working on my Spanish. Are you? <laughs> I'm working on it slowly. I can say such uh, medical phrases as Corazon Dolor? Dolor en el Corazon? <laughs> And el doctor. El doctor. How yeah. do you say nurse in Spanish? Enferma. Really? Yes. Nice. <laughs> that also means sick in Spanish. 
Does it? Okay, yeah. I might have fucked that up then. <laughs> <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. I just walk into a patient's room like, Yo soy enferma! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> They're like, I have an autoimmune disease, stay away from me! <laughs> No, I really am like, oh man, I hope you didn't, like, scare people (laughs) by accident. No, because I am a responsible healthcare practitioner who's not, I'm not yet, but I'm very close to being 25% of one for a semester almost over. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's just ignore that and move on. (laughs) Uh, I got a translator phone so he could talk to an actual Spanish speaker and then that person could tell me what he said instead of me trying to guess his medical history, which... Is really because it sounds like you got it covered. The Lord de de cabeza, de corazón, de de, de jabón, jabón en la la Biblia. I say ha, jamón in la Biblia. I say ham in the book. Yes. <laughs> well, you said a version of that, <laughs> but wrong. Uh, speaking of the difficulties of translation, let's talk about different versions. Yes. That was okay. That was actually a really good pretty good. Because here's... Maybe we should stop congratulating (laughs) ourselves for a good... No, we're good. We're moving on. We'll stop congratulating ourselves when it starts being more reliably good. (laughs) That's fair. For now, let's celebrate our victories. I love plays because you never see the same play twice. I saw the same play back to back by accident. And I had a different experience the first time than I did the second time because it's a different performance. And even, like, even filmed versions, you can watch bootlegged versions uh, of plays, and it's still not quite the play, you know? You're watching a version of experiencing the play, but it's not... Or a found footage version of the play. <laughs> a found footage horror film. It's a very scary looking found it's footage a scary, film. Yeah, it's a scary bootleg of a high school production of Jesus Christ Superstar. But anyways. It will be on our Twitter. But there's something you can bring, which means like each production brings its own interpretation to the text. to Usually the exact same text, unless you're Jesus Christ Superstar, where apparently they just never stopped tweaking the words. Mm-hmm. Because each production, I swear to God, has some different lyrics in there. But it's always interesting to see which words they decided to choose. Yeah. Change. And some of the bad choices they made. I think it's an interesting way of looking at the Gospels. The four Gospels of Jesus all tell basically everything we know about the facts of his life. And then from there, we have interpreted so many different versions of Jesus. From social justice activism that, like, powered Martin Luther King and was the basis of his work, to the gospel of prosperity, which is God wants you to be rich, and rich people are have God's favor. And, God, that's insufferable. <laughs> yeah, and to God is a, like, to Jesus was a socialist. Didn't you see the way he broke up all the capitalists at the temple? To, like, Jesus was a gay man who, in a time when marriage was basically mandatory for everyone was unmarried at the age of at least 30. uh, Same. (laughs) Surrounded himself by men and women, but was not in a romantic or sexual relationship, as far as we know, with any of them, and lived unconventionally. You know, there's... You can have so many different inversions... Inversions? You can have so many color filters of Jesus. (laughs) There's so many interpretations of Jesus, all based off the same text, and some Mm -hmm. of them are so wildly contradictory that it's hard to imagine that Christianity from like one end of a spectrum to the other has anything in common except that they have a guy named Jesus. Yeah. It's I mean it's baffling to me. Not not in the sense of how could this happen because I think for a faith to survive 2000 years 
And Jesus is the center of Christianity. Yeah. You, there's so many variations in Christianity that pretty much you can just say, like, Jesus died for our sins and was resurrected, and that's Christianity. You have to have a flexible interpretation of Jesus and a flexible interpretation of what the faith is, because otherwise I don't think it could ever survive. Yeah, it needs to be able to change and evolve with the people who are practicing the religion. Yeah. But at the same time, if it changes and evolves, then how is it not just culture? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. One of the things I was thinking about a lot as we were doing Jesus Christ Superstar is like, it's a super controversial musical. Not now so much. But you were saying before that even now in the YouTube comment sections, people are still like, wow, so God is dead, huh? Yeah, yeah, it, which is wild to me because I never, I never considered that Jesus Christ Superstar would still be controversial to people, but it is, and it was massively controversial when it came out. Um, the song Jesus Christ Superstar itself was actually released as a single in advance to everything else to sort of test the waters to see if there's any audience for this. So that's Judas's number, right? Yes. Okay, just check. And I think something like Britain really didn't notice it, but America, like, noticed and, like, it was controversial immediately. And then the, con the, the concept album came out, and there were so many things that were controversial about that. There was lyrics that implied that Jesus had slept with Mary. Maybe? Kind of? Like, there's a reprise of Everything's Alright. But he doesn't say, like, and I'm gonna get that good putty. Yeah, uh... Thankfully, because if that were the case, then I would also need Jesus Christ Superstar to be killed with a shotgun, so. <laughs> You'd be out there just being like, what are we burning? Oh, you're you're burning it for God. I'm also kind of burning it for God. <laughs> sort of like a different different approach to it, but. Or, or, or lines like Jesus being like, there may be a kingdom for me somewhere if I only knew, being changed to if you only knew. It's so much more interesting to me, the if I only knew, you know? yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I think that's what's controversial about it, is that it's expressing, it's a Jesus who in the face of death is expressing a lot of uncertainty about what's going to come next. I don't know, it seems to me that, okay, you know what, <laughs> I don't want to be mean, I guess, but it seems to me if your if your belief slash religion is so tenuous that the idea of Jesus questioning, you know... <laughs> As, you know, Jesus as a mortal man questioning, like, his own divinity. If, if you can't even, like, comprehend how that is could coexist with a version of Jesus who is still the savior, then, like, I don't know. For me, it's like, why why is that incompatible? Why is that controversial? Like, I can kind of see how, but why is it so important that Jesus has to be this figure who is divine even on Earth, when it mm -hmm. seems like the point is that he is, like, kind of less divine mm -hmm. as Jesus, or he's coming to Earth in order to experience mortality yeah, and, and, and humanity. I think a big part of being mortal is being afraid to die. Exactly. Especially afraid to die in a painful, horrifying way. Can I admit something to you, Sarah? Uh, I would love it. I hate the tone in your voice right now. Okay, it's not bad, whatever you're thinking, but it's just embarrassing. Um, Literally earlier today, I was getting like genuinely really emotional and sad when thinking about the intro to Gethsemane, where he's like, you know, is anyone here to stay awake from me? And then he, like, calls Stay me. awake from me? Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Sarah. I don't know the lyrics like you do. But I was just sad. I don't know, just, like, the idea of this man who knows he's going to die soon, and all of his friends at the sleepover fucking fell asleep. Which, to be fair, that would also be me. I'd go to bed at, like, nine o'clock every night. Um, yeah, we've had plenty of sleepovers if living in a van together counts as a sleepover, <laughs> and there's definitely times I'm like, no one stay awake with me, Amelia. 
I advanced in Dragon Age and I need to tell you about it. Uh, you woke me up when you advanced in Dragon Age, okay? I didn't wake you up. I moved. You briefly <laughs> woke up and I kept you awake. There's a difference. Anyways, I'm having unsolicited feelings about Jesus Christ Superstar at random intervals throughout my day now, so... And please don't let me taking a moment to drag you detract at all from how amazed I am to hear that and also, like, how proud I am of you. <laughs> Of me? Why are you proud of me for that? That I experienced emotion? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Alright, that's fair. <laughs> well, I, th I think that's what people who don't like Jesus Christ Superstar, because of the controversy. I have a friend who's like, it's just a bad musical. I mean, I'm... Yeah, yeah, I'm like, fair. yeah fair. <laughs> well, I'll give you that one. Listen. Fair cop, Gov. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice have done some good stuff together, but they've also done some garbage songs... Uh, I'm not going to bat for all of them, but people who don't like it because it humanizes Jesus too much or makes him too unsympathetic, I think that is the opposite direction. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but it's like, for me, there is no place in my spiritual life for a god who never was afraid. Yeah, exactly. And or I mean, who doesn't, I don't know, who feels like, who's like, who's always like, no, I'll die. It's fine. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. alien to me. Yeah, and I think the issue for me is always that with the god who is supposed to be ineffable and kind of incomprehensible in a way, he never really is, though. Like, the version of god that when people say that he's supposed to be this massive figure that you can never understand, it's like, well, he still is portrayed, even now, you know, I'm saying he, he's portrayed yeah. in this um, anthropomorphized way. Mm -hmm. You're not saying, like, God is a concept and un incomprehensible and we're not going to assign a gender or a form or anything that resembles humanity. And also, <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, God is this white man with a beard up in the cloud. But, you know, you just you just don't get him. Yeah. You're He's just bigger than that, but that is how we picture him. Yeah. And then, so the idea that God cannot have... It just seems like the, these contradicting opinions that God cannot be human... And yet, he is shown to have all these human qualities, you know? But then, not not those human qualities, though, you know? And, and for me, it's like, okay, well, I want either... I want it consistent, you know? I yeah. want him to either have... I don't know, I just think that... Which, can I suggest to you, that is God and Jesus. Yeah. Who are the same, you know, here is the mortal man who had a personality and had the limitations and had the one body. And I would also love to talk about bodily resurrection, because it's fucking wild to me that... It's so important that they know that he didn't come back as just, like, a spirit that he, um, eats fish with them. Like, he, he's, like, literally mad at the disciples for not listening to them, to him. And he goes, like, does anyone have any fish? <laughs> like, angrily eats fish because his oh disciples God. are still dumb even after his death. That's so funny. He's like, why did I even come back? <laughs> Which is, that's the personality I'm talking about. And then you've got, like, the incomprehensible vastness of God. Which, I definitely get Catholics, like, praying to saints to be like, Hey, I don't know how to pray to a glow cloud, but I do know how to pray to this 14-year-old girl who got burned at the stake. Yeah, yeah. Religion really is fascinating. It's really interesting. I guess that's why we made this podcast. <laughs> no, we made this podcast so I could trick you into watching Jesus Christ <laughs> well, Superstar. Well, it worked. And I'm it sure it worked beyond your wildest imaginings. Literally, I have... I'm riding so high on my success. 
Uh, as we're talking about Jesus as a relatable character, I want to ask you if you think Jesus is a likable character. From, from uh, strictly speaking, from what we have in the musicals. And you have basically three versions to draw off of. Yeah. So this does tie into how I was thinking about Gethsemane, the song, and, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that we, we kind of talked about this before. So, like, for the first half of the musical for me, Jesus is not really a sympathetic, likable character. It's... You asked likable character, right? Likable, yeah. Yes. So whatever that kind of means for you. Yeah, so for the first half of the musical, I don't consider him super likable because what we see of him, you know, his his first line is, why should you want to know? It's like, well, because it's relevant, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Other questions seem valid to me. Like, you know, they're not asking you, like, uh, is my soul going to go to heaven? You know, mm-hmm. questions that seem like, well, that's cheating. You know, mm-hmm. they're asking, like, practical questions, like... Like, like I have a grandma in Jerusalem, will I be visiting her? Will I not be? Yeah, and, and so his first thing is kind of, like, basically telling people to calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Seemingly unjustified, in my opinion. And yeah. then he says um, that... There will be poor always, which I know is a direct quote from Jesus, so I guess maybe Bible Jesus is also a bit of an unlikable character. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that, but I want you to finish your thought. Yeah. So, you know, he, he, then he also says, like, you should pay more attention to me, because whatever, I guess you can't save everyone, so, you know, pay attention to me! And he just has all these moments where he almost seems selfish. Um, but then you kind of, but then when you get to the middle of the, the play, right? It's a play? Yes. Okay. Well, it's a musical technique. Whatever. But I know. Oh my god, whatever. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate everything. You get to the center of the production. There we go. Yes. And, or show. Yes. Whatever. You, you kind of remember that Jesus is going to die really soon and that he's kind of under of that. And he knows it. Yeah, he knows he's going to die. A person who's dealing with the fact that these are their final days on Earth and, and he's just trying to live as best as he can and he's you know i think that you know in gethsemane you get that strong sense of a person who is afraid and a person who has something that they need to do but they're afraid of doing it they don't want to do it but eventually they he decides to do it Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't get divine feedback from god saying you must die he just is like okay i'll do it and I love the weird, there's, like, the climax halfway through the song where he's like, I'll die! And he's, yeah. like, it's, like, almost petulant. It's yeah, very, it's it is petty. Like, it's yeah. petty. He's like, I'll die. You want to die? I'll die fine, so fine, good. Fine, fine, fine. We're doing it. We're doing, We're doing it. it. I'll do it. And then there's, like, that soft moment again where he goes, like, you know, I'm so tired. Yeah. And we write him a lot for, like, three, three years three is not years, that Jesus. long. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? By my third year of college... I wanted to fucking die, yeah. so that's fair. That's yeah. Um, and and he doesn't seem to reach any peace with the decision, but he reaches or or certainty, but he accepts it. Yeah, and it's an interesting way of having like that really that climax in the middle of the song, and then like dialing back, and then going right back into that emotion, mm-hmm. and then having like at the end of the song and being like, just do it before I change my mind. Yeah. What an interesting line to end on. Yeah. And so I think, like, in in total, Jesus is a kind of unlikable character for most of the musical, most of the scenes that we see mm-hmm. him in, but he has this core that is deeply sympathetic and relatable and likable that makes the rest of it so much more interesting, mm-hmm. where 
you see that there are you see that he is really human um human both for being kind of a little shit a lot of the times a little bit petty a little bit petulant mm-hmm. but then you kind of realize like oh maybe he's acting this way because he is afraid mm-hmm. and i think that made it a lot more interesting for me and it's interesting that you say that and that's why i love discussing this with you is that i had never fully thought it through like that of that the audience is also kind of going on the journey with jesus of, or, or no, the, the journey of Jesus' disciples kind of watching him and that Gethsemane, and before that, the temple, after the temple scene, when we have the first hints of Gethsemane before it gets reprised in its full big blown song, when we see him alone, he is a quite a different man yeah, than definitely. who he is in front of the disciples. Um, and that's why I think a lot of the staging of the 1973 movie was really good, because it gives him an intimate moment with Judas where they have an argument in the uh, Garden of Gethsemane, but where there aren't apostles watching. Where all the stage versions, there's always this massive crowd of people watching. Uh, And it gives a different vibe. Yeah. And it gives them more of an intimacy. And also Carl Anderson is just, like, really good. He is really good. I don't think he ever learned how to run. Yeah, he didn't. But God can he He just kind of trips with forward momentum. (laughs) He does. He always... He runs like he's going down a hill, but he is on level ground. Have you ever seen... It's like um, that thing in Britain where they chase a wheel of cheese down a a really (laughs) steep hill. He runs like that, except horizontally. He's so good. He skulks with such a power. His thighs must be so strong. His thighs are strong and also emotionally emotive. Yeah. Um, and he delivers the line, we are occupied, have you forgotten how put down we are? The best of any of the Judases, I yeah. think. And he's the only one who has the balls to crush a literal rock in his fist. Yes, also when we rewatched it, we kept our eyes out for when he picks up that rock. We do not see it on screen. He's been carrying it for so long. He's carrying it for at least a verse, and every verse cuts to him on a different part of the mountain. So he has traveled really far with that rock so he can crush it when he says we'll be crushed it's very premeditated <laughs> he was ready that's one thing you can say about Judas' mistakes he really premeditated them and then regretted them instantly <laughs> a lot like me actually relatable maybe don't try not to relate to Judas. <laughs> remember that one time um i you weren't there but i've told you about it when i was playing card game spit with my aunt oh i remember <laughs> And I thought it would be really funny that if I win this round and she, or, or when, when we had to say spit in the card game, I would just spit on her. And I had to wait like five minutes for her to say spit. And then I spat on her. And then she said, why did you do that? To which I said, I don't know. I didn't think I just did it. But that was a lie. <laughs> And Johnny, I premeditated that for so long, and then as the spittle was leaving my mouth, <laughs> I regretted it, and I thought, I shouldn't do this, but it was too late. And I think that's kind of what Judas is doing. <laughs> oh. Can I quote the Bible to you? Yeah, please. <laughs> Just, uh, speaking of, um, Jesus does have some tremendously pissy lines in his songs, including the one you mentioned, there will be poor always pathetically struggling look at the good things you've got. And as you said, it is from the Bible, from John uh, chapter 12, verse 8 and 9. I can never remember what's chapter and what's verse, but chapter's the big one and verse is the little one. So 
I'm getting pretty good at the Bible. Wow. You're practically a pope. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> Get at me, Pope Francis. I'll excommunicate you. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Which is slightly less douchey, I think. Yeah. But not by much. Uh, and it is still Judas saying we could sell this for the poor. Also, Jesus is 33 years old. Why does she already have a special oil that she's saving for his burial? That's like a weird thing, right? That's like, it would be weird if I went to you and said, Sarah, I made this blanket so that when you die, I'll bury it with you. I didn't you. even think Just of that. whenever that happens, you know. I did Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when he was like, one of my disciples will betray me, and Judas is like, cut out the dramatics, and Jesus is like, you? But but Mary bought a, like, lotion. Mary, she carries it around with her and says, soon you will die, and I will <laughs> rub this lotion on your feet. And your Jesus beautiful like, feet. Jesus is like, don't get me wrong, love feet. But I do want to be alive to experiencing it. Judas, what did you do? <laughs> There's also, uh, and this isn't a line from, um, but from the, the musical, but I found it because I was Googling and I quote, wild quotes from Jesus. That's great. A great, great, great thing to Google. And there's this one, which I thought was interesting. Uh, it is from Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. There was some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices, and he answered them, Do you think these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will likewise all perish. Or those eighteen on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think they were worse offenders than all others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Which is kind of confusing to interpret, where it's like, he's like, do you think they're worse? Do you think because something bad happened to them, they were worse people? No. Having said that, if you don't repent, you're gonna die just like them. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> repent. But they weren't bad people, but you do need to repent or you'll die just like them. <laughs> Uh, and I think this one really struck me because I would like to quote Hannibal, NBC. I'm sorry, what now? Uh, chapter 2, verse end of episode when they should have arrested Hannibal Lecter. Uh, should I do my Matt Mickelson voice? Oh boy, yes please. Hannibal Lecter. Killing must feel good to God too. No. You gotta kind of talk, like, it's all, like, forward, you know? It's, like, all in the tip of your mouth. I'm trusting your, uh... He does it, he does it all the time, and are we not created in God's image? Okay, I'm sorry, I don't know what the fuck voice you're trying to do. I don't know, it's... Killing must feel good to God, too. He does it all the time, and are we not created in God's image? That's not, no, it's, it's... Killing must feel good to God, too. That's so bad, Sarah. <laughs> it's so bad that my opinion of Hannibal, the TV show, which I love, is actually reducing the more times you say it that way. I'll say it my words accent. Is there more for you to say, or can we just, can we, are we allowed to comment on that quote now? No, Hannibal Lecter. Killing must feel good to God, too. He does it all the time, and are we not created in God's image? Will Graham. Depends on who you ask. Hannibal Lecter. God's terrific. Which, by the way... It's like, I, I spent a long time listening. He does say God's terrific. Uh, God sure is great. <laughs> he dropped a church on 34 of his worshippers last night in Texas while they sang a hymn. Will Graham, did God feel good about that? Hannibal Lecter, he felt powerful. 
Which one of them is jerking off during that scene again? I can't remember. Will is actively crying during that <laughs> scene. He is, is. Is he really? I can't even he's, remember. Uh, he's tired, crying, and shaking. So, but he's like kind of holding God, the tears I love back. that show. <laughs> but it's just like, it's, it's weird to read a quote from Jesus about how a tower in Jerusalem fell and killed 18 people and were they good people were they bad people you know doesn't matter but you need to repent or else you'll be just like them and to instantly think I think that was on Hannibal I think that was a thing Hannibal Lecter said and then Will Graham replied to is saying sure that's a thing normal people say I'm not gonna arrest you my very good friend Hannibal thank you for the chicken it looks delicious you accidentally dropped a finger in here you must be so embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> but there are, there's a lot of kind of harsh Jesus lessons. Like, you have to, like, anyone who loves their mother and their brother and their father does not love me. Mm -hmm. You know, cast away everything so that you can come with me. When uh, Jesus is at a feast, and I believe, and Mary, a different Mary, a third Mary. Jesus. I know. Uh, the Bible has bad naming conventions. Literally. But when a Mary is with him, and his, her sister Martha comes out, and she's like, hey, does anyone mind fucking helping me cook for, like, a goddamn second, Mary? Jesus is like, you should be more like Mary, because she's here to learn. Presumably, at which point Martha was like, oh, so you don't want to eat then? Jesus <laughs> oh, is like... Oh, I'll just stop cooking then, all right? Jesus is like, that's fine, I got six casks of wine. Oh my and God. Judas is like, I'm so concerned about you. <laughs> <laughs> Please, we wanted milk. The toddlers are drunk. Oh my god. But there is, there's, Jesus, and Jesus is a lot of direct comparisons. A lot of, you should be more like that guy right there, mm -hmm. which is intolerable. God, I know. It's like the worst kind of mother. Yeah. Why can't you be more like your sister? Why can't you have a good job? <laughs> a Why, good job and a nice girlfriend? Why can't you have faith like this Gentile Roman, huh? <laughs> He he knows I can cure his child. You don't even think I can cast out a demon. Hmm, Peter? Hmm, Mary? Demon number seven, huh? Mary's That's crazy. <laughs> Mary's like, I believe you. That's why I'm back. <laughs> Honestly, though, maybe I should doubt you because I keep getting demons. <laughs> but Jesus is kind of a prickly figure a lot of times. He spends a lot of time arguing with people. Yeah. And to be fair, a lot of times he's also is spending his time being like, give to the poor. You know? Yeah. Uh, God cares about everyone in his flock. He, and this is where, I, again, I don't want to fall into Christian interpretations of Judaism, because if you talk, there's, like, always that thing of, like, the phrase Old Testament God, you know? Of, like, wrath and hellfire and brimstone, and that's, like, mean, vengeful God who killed people off. But New Testament God is, like, we're not doing that anymore. And the Old Testament God is the God of the Hebrew Bible. And plenty, I mean, I don't, I'd say the majority of, I, I love, I'm trying to say a fact about Judaism and what Jewish people think, but all I can think is that one quote where it's like, if you put 10 Jews in a room, you'd have 11 opinions about God. <laughs> but it's like, by and large, they don't view their Bible as a wrathful God who needs another thing, another figure to come and to correct his actions. You know, that they, that their religion is not based on the kind of bloodshed that must be escaped. Mm -hmm. And that's really a lot of the rhetoric of Christianity is like, you know, we got a, we had a, we were bad and poor and sinful and God had no salvation for us. And then he sent us Jesus. 
and now we're better than we were before, which is Jews. But now we're Christians, which mm. is much better. So having said that big old disclaimer and that a lot of Jewish history and that a lot of Christian history about how Christianity broke from Judaism, it's hard for me as someone who's not very well versed in Judaism to say what is or is not correct or an exaggeration. But I'll say at least the perception of like purity, for example, that Jesus, um, that in a society that was like all about purity, like the, the, the temple, the money changers of the temple got set up so that you could buy rich, you could buy perfect animals to sacrifice because you had to sacrifice perfect animals. If you're a farmer coming for Passover, you might not have like the the pristine pig that you need, but you could come, you could buy it and you could sacrifice an official pig. Um, you couldn't touch lepers because they were polluted, you know, and Jesus touched lepers and then lepers touched Jesus and then Mary had to <laughs> fish him out of the leper pit, batting them away like, get, get, he's get, tired. Get, he needs his nap. <laughs> I heard him screaming, leave me alone. And I thought, that doesn't sound better than heal yourself. Yeah. That was a weird lyric change. It really was. But the idea of Jesus touching dirty people, like there's always like there's a, a, an adulteress who touches the hem of his robe, or no, a sick woman who touches the hem of his robe to be cured, and then everyone yells at her, and Jesus is like, no, it's fine, it's good. She's allowed to do that. <laughs> um, or the that he didn't. He had female followers, he had female disciples, he had Mary, he had other women. He preached to women. They seemed to be intermingled with his male followers. That we know that they were male, there were female apostles because Paul was yelling about them after Jesus' death. All I know about Paul is that he's kind of sexist. <laughs> um, and so it's hard to say how much of that is a genuine break from tradition from the tradition of the place that he was in and how much of it is like he was doing a lot of good things but that they were not unique in Jerusalem at that time or unique in um, Israel at the time as like probably other parts had different views on purity laws but I don't you know again I don't know I just want to say a lot of times Christian history is written in a way where I'm really skeptical of everything they say about Jewish people which is why I just ordered three new books in the library on Jewish histories of Christianity that would be a good thing to, a good comparison point then. Yeah. And I did also just hardcore hit that like Sean Connery. Jewish. <laughs> God. I was trying to think of a single appropriate Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy quote. That's not what Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy does, Sarah. I know. Your, your mother, Trebek, was a virgin. Virgin, virgin birth was what I was going for oh, there. Oh, okay. Didn't say it was a funny joke. I thought he meant that he took Trebek's mother's virginity. <laughs> uh, Sean Connery playing a pie. <laughs> the, and the, the woman part is actually interesting. I could have definitely figured out a better way to say that. The part where he has female disciples is interesting. And the fact that he seems to have valued the women in his presence and took and educated them the same as he educated men. That women were the first person he revealed himself to as the risen Jesus. Do you still object to that grammar? Yes, I do. It's dumb. It's dumb. Why is it the risen savior? Why? What would you say? Okay, actually, it's not the risen part that bothered me. It was the risen and alive savior. Why isn't it the risen and living savior? Because he's alive. That's dumb. He's eating fish. Please continue. <laughs> Where there's, uh, there is a strong female presence in the early church, and... Then it's just sort of like, what happens? Peter happened. <laughs> Paul. 
Whatever. Maybe Peter. I don't know. I, you know what? I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of sexist misogynists to go around. I just don't know which ones are the mostest. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that... I think that particularly because when I don't want to do my pharmacology studies, I apparently I fall into a YouTube hole, including uh, my most recent, which is just documentaries about the Duggar family on TLC. You don't know who they are because you're dead to pop culture and it <laughs> saved you. But there's these whole Christian movements called, like, Quiverful. You're never supposed to use any contraceptive and you can't um, time your sex with when you're not fertile. Like, e even natural planning. Like, you're not. You're supposed to accept whatever children come to you. And that is always a philosophy that seems to lead to the subservience of women. Yeah. Um, or there's a column I just read, because it was going around on religious Twitter, which I now, I guess, follow, which is buck wild. My life's changed a bit. But where uh, a woman wrote into a man, a priest, um, and said, I'm a woman, and I don't want to be a man, and I don't want to become dominant over men um, and I if, if I if I got a job and I married and my husband didn't want me to work it anymore I wouldn't work it anymore but I find myself drawn to law enforcement am I allowed to be a cop or is that stepping outside my role as a woman and his response was um, I don't want to say babe like what jobs you can or cannot do because that's gonna get a little tricky but I'll remind you that a man is someone who enjoys who protects and who takes care of the vulnerable, such as women, and who provides. And a woman is someone who supports and nurtures and is submissive to the w will of the man in her life. So, submissive, huh? Submissive. Because I'm going to say, that whole thing is just bonkers and infuriating from start to finish, but... And so he's like saying, like, so if you're going to get a job, you couldn't get a job where you maybe directly instructed men i literally saw your eye twitch right there but you could get a job where you subtly allow influence to them so it's like you can never tell a man what to do but you can suggest things that you're sure he's gonna do and isn't it a good idea he did it how smart is he hey um sarah murder is a sin right only sometimes only sometimes? Okay. Yeah, there's an I asterisk. Want it, I want it to be a sin when I kill that man, though, because I want him to know, I want him to be extra offended by it. I want him to know that he is dying, and as a result, I am sinning. You know, because I feel like that would just add an extra level, you know? Yeah, I feel like that would just, mwah, it would just add a certain something. And it's so- Also, as I'm, as I'm murdering him, I'm gonna be like, I'm on birth control right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gay. <laughs> Except for Leather Daddy Pilot. That's you. Don't put that on me. Don't, um, don't fucking rub that riding crop on my face. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's wild that the same Jesus that a lot of... Okay, no, we're gonna talk... I just wanna say that, that the same Jesus who... who um, there's a lot of really feminist Christians out there and feminist women who are like, women should be ordained. Women have always had a place in the church. Women have always had a place in the church. If you want to talk about who sustains communities, it is women. Mm -hmm. If you think about like the image of like, who drags their husbands and children to church, that sentence should tip you off, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's their gay husbands. <laughs> <laughs> but then you also have this thing where it's like, women are powerful and we need them in the church, but we don't respect them. Or, or these groups say that women are only helpmates, and that's what that means. And other groups saying, like, women 
have a place at the table and should be listened to. Drawing on the same scripture, you get both. We can talk. You are so mad right I'm now. literally mad. I, and the thing is, is that I don't really have, I feel like I don't have anything useful to say, except mm. that, like, that's all such bullshit. Just, like, you know, from the fact that this woman coming to a person of religious authority who feels the need to say, like, I don't feel that I'm superior to men. I don't, you know, I mm. would do, like, just being like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm a good woman. I don't put myself above other men. Mm. I will do anything that my husband says, you know? Mm. And then just being like, but I might maybe want to do this one thing that might possibly not be the absolute perfect stereotype of a woman. And the priest just... You know what? I, I'm literally beyond words. I'm fucking enraged. There is this thing where I'm trying to be very cautious as I study, as, I'm, as I am researching Christianity and people who live religious lives, I'm trying really hard not to stay in a very sp specific niche of, like, people I definitely agree with, because I think it would gives me a very skewed... Because for a while... And I think we've discussed this. I was like, I hate Christianity. It is so conservative. It is so a vehicle for oppressing other people. It is, there is no liberation in it. It is the, like, the continuity of the Christianity slave owners use to tell slaves that Bible's cool with this. That has gone on to present day in so many different forms. We, Christianity is like, it should be, it has no place in our politics. And then I was like, a lot of people are Christians, and a lot of people have faith, and a lot of people interact with their faith differently, you know, and there's some really thoughtful engagement to faith, and faith has powered a lot of social justice. And then I sometimes think I'm going too far in that direction, and I literally need to go check other parts of Christianity to remind myself this sort of balancing act that Christianity encompasses literally so much. Yeah. And that it is, in fact, used as a tool for so much negative societal action yeah but it can also be used to the opposite and i think that's you know an important thing to consider about any religion is mm -hmm. the way that it is used you know you yeah. like it's not just a belief system it is a tool that people consciously use mm -hmm. you know and some ways it's just really fucking bad <laughs> yeah but do you want to end it on a better note which is what if Jesus Christ Superstar had a little more girl power? Or should we do best of? What do you want? Best Let's of girl, or girl power? power? Let's do girl power first because that's relevant right now. Because yeah. before this episode started, we were literally talking about how we would cast an all-female version of Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, you go first. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to know any of my yeah. people. So Sarah picked basically all Broadway actors. Uh-huh. Um, and I picked, uh, like people who, you know, the layman would actually fucking recognize. Uh, oh, I'm sorry for bringing Broadway to this Broadway musical. I accept your apology. <laughs> I really hit those bees like I was fascist. Broadway. <laughs> so I didn't actually have somebody, uh, I didn't have a casting choice for everybody. Mm. Uh, namely, I guess Jesus, because I was like, I don't know. A nice person. I guess. I don't, I don't, I'm not intimately familiar with nice actors. I mostly gravitate towards the dickish ones. It's just the Eva, characters, I should add. It's just Eva Green being like, yeah, it's wild they cast me. <laughs> but, uh, and the thing that kicked this off is both, both of us being like, oh my god, Janelle Monae is Jesus, as, Jesus Christ, Janelle Monae as Judas would be amazing. Imagine, so oh my so god, good. you know what I was just thinking about? Imagine 
her outfit for the title sequence. Oh my god, I, I didn't know, even right? think of that until this moment. That would be so good. It's like, I don't know what it would be, but I know that it would be amazing. And I know that the angels behind her would be beautiful women in suits. Yes, god, oh, I need it so badly. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, I love it. Also, Tessa Thompson would be there now, because this is yes, Janelle I was literally Tessa, Tessa Thompson was my, was my Jesus fan cast for a while, and I was like, that's literally just because I've been watching Janelle Monae's new album. Tessa Thompson sings in Creed. She can sing. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I need to rewatch Creed now that I'm, like, super thirsty for Tessa Thompson. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying, we can tentatively cast Tessa Thompson. Nice, okay, we'll do that. Um, I have Gwendolyn Christie as pilot. I feel like... That's good. Yeah. Do you have her the exact same outfit as 2000? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So, Gwendolyn Christie is Leather Daddy pilot. Um, she does have a riding crop. She's basically just Phasma with her helmet off. (laughs) Um... For Caiaphas, I had uh, Denai Guerrera. Ooh! Yeah, right? I was really happy about that. I don't have anyone for Annas. How do you not? That's your Because I can't think of a... You know what, Sarah? I'm blaming this on Hollywood. I can't think of a shitty enough woman. (laughs) Can I go a different direction from the Annas that we have had? Audrey Plaza? I was thinking that, actually, but Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've never seen her, like, do a lot of Someone Christ, King of the Jews. Okay, that's actually pretty good. (laughs) I was also thinking uh, Amy Poehler, because I feel like she could really go hard on it. (laughs) Someone Christ, King of the Jews. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good casting. And uh, my personal favorite... Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. Herod is Jenny Slate. <laughs> yo! I think what you mean is, yo, 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 yo. yo. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. And Herod is not a role that actually requires singing. Yeah, You can speak that bitch. Oh, God. Also, just because, listen, Herod always has to say King of the Jews very scathingly. If you go to... Helps. If you go too Aryan on it, it gets pretty yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna be real. It was pretty uncomfortable for me every single time that I was watching this. Yeah. In every, I, okay, you know what? It's like, I know that, like, the whole... Well, you know, I'm not even gonna justify it. The way that they say Jew every single time in Jesus Christ Superstar was every sign they said it. I was just like, this makes me feel bad. It just seems like the way that they're saying this is intentionally like... Yeah, they hit it so hard sometimes. Yeah. it ugh. Like, it, it kind of skeeved me out, honestly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I've thought that a lot. Especially, I mean, it's this interesting thing where like, people being like, it's anti-Christian and anti-Semitic. <laughs> And you know what? The fucking 2000 version was also anti-Islamic, so... So we're just hitting a way to go. You know what? Jesus Christ Superstar is like, fuck all religion, honestly. Yeah. We're just here to be gay. (laughs) But not too gay. These women will rub themselves on Judas. Yes, you will hear the fucking spandex creaking. Okay, now I'm gonna do my casting. Yes, please do. I'm not gonna pretend to be enthusiastic. I'm gonna do my best to explain why... In a little bit. It's a little soup song for you. I will say, though, I did start doing uh, actors I thought you would know on the other okay. side before you were like, this is fucking ridiculous. We have to record the episode. We, we sat here for like 15 minutes in silence. Dead both silence. Us. Both of us hunched over our pieces of paper, just like, <laughs> it was mm. so intense. <laughs> um, I'm throwing out for Jesus, Rosario Dawson. Mm, very good. Judas, Janelle Monet. 
Yes, obviously. And, uh, I didn't get any further, but I was figuring out, I was trying to mess with Herod, and I was thinking, well, this is dream casting, obviously. So I kind of love the idea of Beyonce. Oh my god, that would be amazing. And then it's just Beyonce's gone. And you're like, was that a three-minute song from Beyonce? What about Rihanna is Herod, though? Would that be amazing? Okay, Beyonce as Caiaphas, Rihanna as Annas. Fuck yes. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Done, done. Uh, Carly Rae Jepsen is pilot. Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> also, I just realized that I didn't pick anyone for Mary, uh, I guess because she is a woman already, but like, if we're gonna do a gender swap, I think a gentleman. Mass Mickelson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Mass like, Mickelson being like, the oil. I have this oil for when you're buried. <laughs> Tell me, Jesus. <laughs> Do you think we can get Mass Mickelson to reply to our podcast? <laughs> I think, Sarah, I think that you're drunk on power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now listen to my Broadway stars. For Jesus, I have Patina Miller. Patina Miller uh, won the Tony for, um, what the fuck is it called? Even Ugh. you don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of musicals out there, but it's a vaguely religious-y one. Um, but she played a role that was originally um, played by a man who also won a Tony for the role, meaning making the first role that was won a Tony for both man and woman. She's super good. She also plays a nun in Sister Act. I think she could have fun with Jesus and also be very sad. Mm, she plays the general who eventually gets elected president in The Hunger Games. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember. Well, I thought you were going to get that one. Uh, <laughs> Judas, I have Karen Olivo. Olivo? Shit. I've never said it aloud. Uh, she was in In the Heights, and she's very good, and I would love to see her be Judas and scream at Patina Miller. Um, for Mary, I was like, I need some unknown young little twink. And then I thought to myself, so the new Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Oh my god. Started on Broadway. As really? He's, he, he's, he's from the theater. He played Billy Elliot, who is a little ballet boy. Don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, so, Griffin McElroy. That's a nice little... <laughs> so he's been spinning and dancing and singing. So I think he could do it. And he has the look of a boy who's just real young and full of love. Mm-hmm. I think he would make a good gentle Mary. Okay. Uh, pilot, I have Sutton Foster, which is really good casting. I'll trust you on that. <laughs> for Caiaphas, I have Audra McDonald. For Annis, I have Kimiko Glenn, which I am going to make you watch a YouTube clip to understand why she's very good okay. casting. Uh, and for Herod, I have Christian Chenoweth. Am I supposed to know who that is? Come on, Wicked? American I know Gods. What, I know what did Wicked you see American is. American Gods? I, didn't, I haven't. It's, I've, I've been meaning to watch it for a while. Do you not know Christian Chenoweth? Pushing Daisies. Who is she in Pushing She's Daisies? the little, little waitress. Oh, oh my god. I just god. think she'd be really funny as Harry. Yeah, actually, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's my casting. I love it, I guess. <laughs> They're I'm trying all to be supportive. <laughs> beautiful. Kristen Chenoweth would knock it dead. And Listen, she... I'm still stuck on Janelle Monet as Judas, though. Janelle like, Monet as Judas. And honestly, I really I'm wish say, that existed. Rosario Dawson as Jesus is a pretty good That's pretty Because she has good. also been in musicals. Okay, I mean. I mean, obviously that means nothing it, to me. It matters that she should sing. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't, practicality had no role in we my We don't choices. know what Gwendolyn Christie can do. I don't know why I said it like that. Let's just do some quick favorites. Yeah, let's do some favorites. Some so, quick favorites. What's your favorite Jesus? Uh, my favorite Jesus was John Legend. 
Um, I know that a lot of people say that he can't act. I'm not going to say that he's a super great actor, but he had my favorite voice out of all of them, for sure. I thought he was a really good singer, and I don't know, this is crazy, but maybe a person starring in a musical should be good at singing. And I'm gonna give it to Ted Neely. Of course. That motherfucker has been doing it for 40 years. I saw him on stage twice and he didn't die. Mom. (laughs) So, calm down. And honestly, for me, it all boils down to I think he does the best of Gethsemane. And it is... Yeah. Honestly, I think I agree with you on that. It was really good. The older I get, the more I like Gethsemane. And I don't really know how to interpret that. We all get sadder. (laughs) Okay. Favorite Judas. I was gonna ask you that. Oh, okay. What's your favorite Judas? Carl Anderson. I mean, I was also gonna say Carl Carl Anderson. Anderson. He's just so good. He is. He is. He is crazy good. And especially watching bad Judases, it's like, oh... This is not an inherently... Yes. It's like, not a role that you that is just like, oh, well, anyone can play Judas, because yeah. it's just a good role. It's like, no, you really have to sell it. And Carl Anderson sells it. He sells the hell out of it. He, I mean, I had a weird crush on Judas for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite Mary. But did you have a weird crush on Judas? And then oh! I, I mimed crushing the rock like he does. In yeah, the but, the, but the rock is my heart. Oh, Who's your favorite Mary? Okay, Honestly, the Mary from the 2000s version, just because she was literally the only good thing about it. Yeah, she did elevate it pretty well. Um, I think she was ultimately, though, too competent for it. She belonged in a better version. I'm gonna have to give it to Sarah Bareilles. I liked her, too. I loved her voice, and also I just listened to Waitress, which is the musical that she wrote, and it's extremely good. I'll have to check it out. Although, you know what? Not to make this exercise utterly pointless, but I also really loved the 73 version I also really- Her voice is so interesting. I don't even know what it is about it, but, like, it just sounds, like, imperfect, almost. Like, not, you know, not the kind of singing voice that is- you hear in, like- music i guess like i I literally don't know how to describe what it is about her voice but it just sounded really cool and good i yeah i also agree with you i also love her as mary i think the three marys we are basically juggling here are super strong yeah um and i actually like that you say that like she's like an imperfect voice because i feel like you have been like should they sound good while singing is but that a she musical sounds thing? she sounds good her voice is just like it's not she even, just has in, an interesting in, voice. it's um unconventional i think is better i think broadway i think i keep saying broadway and i mean musical theater but i think there are really you can have these opportunities for kind of weird voices that are good but they're weird yeah because they're emotional and i i I think when you pair it up well and you're not just like i'm not gonna try and hit any of the notes because i'm emotional and i'm dying that's yeah at 2000s version jesus christ superstar yeah best costumes Mm. I'm, I immediately flashed to the uh, 2018 version, especially with, like, the violinists at the mm. beginning. From that moment, I was like, okay, I'm sold. Yeah. Then I will have to go with the 1970s version, which, um... That's true. Is just extremely strong. All of it is very good. Honestly, when we were shopping at Forever 21 the other day, I was just like, what would Judas wear? <laughs> Not Jesus. He never gets a good outfit. No. He's in his PJs the whole time. Yeah. Best set? In the 73 version, honestly. 73 version. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. just looked super cool. It I think, did. Yeah, it's like modern grungy city is sort of... Eh, I'm like, meh, eh. alright. But this is like, we out here in Israel. Yeah. It's hot as hell. The government is trying to kick us out. They They're gonna the kill tanks. Carl Anderson with a tank. <laughs> I'm still like, where did they get the budget for that? 
I still think the Israeli government would just like, go! Get out of here, you dirty hippies. <laughs> it's the 70s, not a great time for Israel. <laughs> do you have any other any other rankings we want to quickly do? Uh, I don't have rankings, but I do have um, perhaps something which will help in the future, which is a rubric on how best to judge any production of Jesus Christ Superstar. Would you like to hear my qualifications that I came up with? Yes, 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 yes. So, how powerful is its gay energy? Mm. How bomb is Judas's final song? Mm-hmm. How exasperated is Jesus with his followers? Slash, how petty is everyone likely to be? <laughs> how uncomfortable does Herod's song make you? Either in okay. a positive or negative way. Is that aimed directly at me, or is that at everyone? I said Herod, not Pilate. Oh, Oh my god. <laughs> Let me just add one. How dick hard are you for pilot, Sarah? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh, that was, that was great. I'm very oh, happy that happened god. and we recorded that. Oh my god. Okay, finish your fucking rubric. Um, how deep into the Earth's crust does Caiaphas's voice drop? Is it, can it still be heard by the human ear? Yeah. If so, uh, inferior. Um, and finally, how likely is it that Jesus, Mary, and Judas all had a three-way? Although, in my handwriting, it looks like a B-way, so I'm not sure what that's supposed to be interpreted by. Painful. <laughs> Extremely. I would like to toss in one more, which is, um, at which point does any disciple that otherwise has nearly no lines say something that is bafflingly badly delivered? <laughs> Because sometimes they'll just get snatches of songs where you're like, really? That's the verse you, that's the take you went with? Are you thinking of anything in particular? I'm thinking of a couple different things. There's uh, when Judas comes in to uh, yell at Mary for the oil thing. And then Simon Zell is like, hey, cool it, man. <laughs> love that. And I love it because like, in you know, in the 73 version, which I think is the only one that it's in, mm -hmm. it sounds like so clearly added in like it was so it doesn't sync up with his mouth yeah. if you look it's it, but they're it, like no we're keeping it <laughs> hey cool it man hey cool it man he sounds so stoned i love it yeah um there's also uh every voice in the scene where peter denies jesus is always just in the 73 version it's just a bunch of hippies going like hey i remember you uh in every other version they're you know violently accusing peter as he then goes like i don't know him this is what an innocent man sounds like and they're like yeah i guess okay. so all right yeah, well, have fun Bye. um and however jesus decides to deliver the line do you know what line i'm thinking of that is impossible to deliver in a normal human way please tell me Married, that is good. Oh my god. How do you deliver it like you're not sort of like Well you don't mm. is the thing. Although honestly, I think mm. I think Ted Neely does the best. That's his name, right? Yeah. I literally call him Norman Reedus so many times that I forgot <laughs> what his real name was. Because he says just like Mary, mm, that is good. You know, it's like, okay, that's normal. All right. And then you have the two thousand version, which would you like to do your best version? I'll do my best version. That? It goes on for a while. It's yeah. That one has length. Mary mm, <laughs> that is good. <laughs> yes, exactly. We timed it, and that's the exact length. And then you have uh, the John Legend version. Your preferred Jesus. Yes, my preferred Jesus. Where he goes, Mary, 
Mm, that is good. <laughs> I also love John Legend also made a couple really good vocal choices, including my favorite, which was in the scene that made you so very sad yes. when you're thinking of it. That's actually what made me start thinking about it. Yeah, where he's just like, Will no one stay awake with me? Peter? <laughs> John? James? Will none of you wait for me? I'm like, why did you shout those three names? I guess because it is kind of weird to, like, sing their names. And I know it's ironic it's that I'm saying It's weirder to shout it. I love how I, I've really just reversed my position where, you know, when I, we first started watching Jesus Christ Superstar and the title screen opened with no singing and I was like, I thought this was a musical. <laughs> and now I'm like, you know what? There may be spoken words in the thing that don't have to be sung. Hey, I'll allow it. cool it, man. Hey, cool it, man. <laughs> that sounds plausible. That sounds like you can slap that right in there. Except that's like Gethsemane and not the tune of that one. Hey, hey cool it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Take this cup away from me. Jesus, you turned my milk into wine. Jesus, you have a problem. <laughs> anyway, Jesus struggles with alcoholism. I mean, that's actually, I feel like somebody has definitely made that case. Oh, shit. That's our hot take on the Bible. That's our, that's the interpretation we can offer. Jesus was an alcoholic. And a furry. <laughs> and this has been Jeezle Pete. Um, Amelia is dead now. I killed her. With my mind and my writing crop. I'm a pilot now. You killed me with a writing crop? That's pretty intense, dude. Yeah, I kept working at it. <laughs> and now you're you had you were resurrected in your body. I can touch your wounds. Ah, ah, I am wet. The, I am the I am the the the, the, the You are the, the risen and alive savior. <laughs> oh, you're risen and alive. I tried. The risen and alive dumbass. That is I. You can follow us on Twitter at JeezlePeteCast. Yeah? Why did you just wink at me? I didn't wink. I was thinking. Oh, okay. That's my... <laughs> yes, we're JeezlePeteCast. It's literally so easy to remember. Why so. don't you say all of our names then? You can follow us on Twitter at JeezlePeteCast. You can follow us on Tumblr at JeezlePeteCast.tumblr.com. See, now I'm questioning it. Is that us? Is our podcast called JeezlePete? I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> on Podient, we're JeezlePete.Podient.com. No, it's not com. It's like C-O. We don't know anything. Why are you listening to us? And you can email us at jeezlepeatcast at gmail.com. And I have been so delighted to go on this journey with my best friend who swore she was never going to watch. I'm sorry, I'm getting literally emotional. Swore she was never going to watch this with me and then requested to rewatch the 1973 version. And you know what? I liked it. I liked it the second time around. I was glad that we... we, we I, 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 I don't know what's happening to me. Amelia, mm, that is good. Jesus, mm, still ambivalent on certain <laughs> aspects of this musical. <laughs> I mean, they're not all... All the songs aren't winners. Yeah. Man, but okay, really though, like a quick recap. This has been a really interesting experience because again, uh... I have watched Jesus Christ Superstar more than I have seen any other musical. Like, every other musical. <laughs> I have watched one musical more time than I have watched any other musical. Like, I'm I don't know mm -hmm. even how to put that. Because that's, like, not a thing that humans were meant to say. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I've, other than 
Disney movies, mm-hmm. I don't, I think that I've seen, like, two musicals, and then I've seen Jesus Christ Superstar, like, five times, mm-hmm. so that's, like, a weird plane of existence to be on right now, um, and so this was, watching Jesus Christ Superstar was, like, watching my, f- not my first musical, watching Jesus Christ Superstar was, like, learning how to experience a musical, mm-hmm. where I kind of did go from being, like, wow, this is, musicals are bad, to being, like, okay, I kind of get it now a bit mm-hmm. more than I did before, so. To, like just humming to yourself the priest's song. But not wanting to is the thing. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> God never required you do your jo- your tasks cheerfully. Were you going to say Jorbs? <laughs> yes, I was! Okay. <laughs> I'm going to miss you so much when you move out, and our next Jesus Pete cast will almost certainly be on separate sides of the country. I'm saying almost certainly, because who knows? Maybe... You'll maybe you'll drop out of nursing school and come back. <laughs> yeah, maybe your car's four tires will explode. But, but would you like to talk about what our yes, our yes, plans yes, are? yes, 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 yes. Because in the continued trend of this podcast is just me tricking Amelia into watching things with me. Okay, what the hell are you talking about? I tricked you into watching it with me. This is my turn, my time to shine. Actually, my thing. this is true because I really don't want to watch the Exorcist movie again. <laughs> but I we are to do I don't but we're going to we are going to do we're going to take a month hiatus as i finish up nursing school semester one if you must and then get a head start on the numerous books on demonic possession and exorcism that i have picked up in the meantime and we are going to be doing a whole unit on exorcism specifically the exorcist franchise the book the movie the tv show and possibly some shitty sequels. Oh yes, I have heard things about those shitty sequels, and I am hype. I am very excited to dive into them and to the theological underpinnings of yeeting the demon out of that body, and to just dive into that Ben Daniels. Yeah. You thought it was. You thought the pilot shit was bad, guys. You don't know what's coming. I can tell you the rough outline is we're gonna do season one of The Exorcist, then. Probably the Exorcist movie, then probably the Exorcist book, then season two of The Exorcist, with some slight edits possibly being made, should we want to watch Exorcist 2, 3, 4, and 5. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say right now that we're not going to want to do that, but we'll see whether we do or not. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll be in different states, so we'll have to literally watch them separately. We'll just be on speakerphone. Yeah, let's do that. Let's literally do that. Let's literally do that. Okay, I'm so excited to do this with you, and I wish you all the luck on your journey, and I hope that you understand that I'm going to burn a CD of Jesus Christ Superstar so that you can listen to it as you drive away. Listen, Sarah, honestly, I probably would listen to it at some point. I am so desperate for new music. Is this, that a, is, do I have a choice in that question, or... This has been Jeezel Pete Cast. It's a podcast about musicals. It kind of is, though. <laughs>